From Real Estate Profit Lab, it's the Property Preservation Podcast, a show for entrepreneurs focused on building a recession-proof six-figure business and the little-known real estate niche of property preservation. Job pricing, bid submission, contractor recruitment, managing projects from your living room. The Property Preservation Podcast gives tried-and-true best practices that work in planning for critical areas that sink preservation vendors and their businesses. Learn from a property preservation pro who has successfully navigated the contracting process with industry gatekeepers and built a multiple six-figure-per-year preservation business that has generated close to $2 million over seven years. I am Danielle Pierce, and this is the Property Preservation Podcast. I am Danielle Pierce, a founder of Real Estate Profit Lab and your host for today's segment of the Property Preservation Podcast. Join us on this episode as we discuss the reality surrounding bid approvals for trash outs. Let's get started. Now, we always like to ground each podcast episode into the actual content from our Property Preservation Mastery Program. So here we're talking about module number seven, lesson number six, and the specific topic of that lesson is learn how to prepare bids in this section. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, well, Danielle, this is all fine and dandy, but Why does this matter? So just to put it in context, there are literally hundreds of different types of bid approvals that you could potentially be assigned as a new or experienced property preservation vendor. Bid approvals are generated for any work item that is considered non-standard, i.e. out of the ordinary. Keep in mind that what's considered non-standard varies from company to company, so eventually you'll have to manage that set of expectations as well. Each bid approval has a different set of considerations that must be analyzed prior to completing the bid. So as an example, the five or 10 things that you think about when putting together a bid for, let's say, motor mediation is very different than the five or 10 things that you think about when putting together a bid for tree removal. If you don't understand what those things are and how to systematically price them appropriately, your bids will come in too high, which means that you won't get awarded jobs, or your bids will come in too low, which means that you'll be losing money. And guess what? There isn't a whole lot of companies available. And guess what? There aren't a whole lot of companies where they will receive a bid that's too low and they'll give you a phone call and say, hey, did you really mean to submit the bid at this price? Are you sure? Nope. They'll just quickly issue you a bid approval so that you can get the work done at the price that you said you could do it at. So keep that in mind. In this particular episode, we're covering just one set of considerations with regard to completing one type of bid approval. And again, we are talking trash outs. When are bid approvals required for trash outs and how are they even approved? So a bid is required for debris removal, trash outs, in excess of generally 60 cubic yards, although this may go as high as 100 cubic yards or even 200 cubic yards for certain servicing companies. You should expect these bids to represent roughly 10 to 15% of your assigned work items. Now, you're not required to complete them because many people freak out about the bids and they're brand new to the industry and they're brand new to completing bids. And so they err on the side of not wanting to do them. So again, you're not required to do anything. However, it definitely makes sense to submit the bid, especially if the property is in your coverage area and you are the primary vendor. Now, the first time, actually the first 10 to 15 times, you'll likely be very anxious, nervous, and or worried about completing these types of bids. 
Every student that comes through our Property Preservation Mastery Program literally freaks out when they receive their first bid to complete because it's so brand new to just about everyone. Keep in mind that completion really isn't all that difficult. It's really best not to overthink the process. However, that's of course easier said than done. It's also a really good idea to not underestimate the amount of debris in any given property. Underestimating means that you will likely leave some money on the table, especially in the beginning. Our property preservation mastery students have been trained to avoid making this critical mistake as new vendors. Bidding is discussed in great detail in module six of the property preservation mastery program. And again, it's probably the number one area of concern for new students. Best thing about bid approvals for trash outs is this, it will eventually make up a significant portion of your company's revenue. This is the Property Preservation Podcast. A show for entrepreneurs focused on building a recession-proof six-figure business. In the little-known real estate niche of property preservation. We'll be right back. Each month, I host a property preservation industry overview and Q&A event where I answer all questions related to this industry. Have you heard something in your network that concerns you? Saw something online that triggered more questions? Or are you simply curious to hear the questions and concerns of others around the country? If that's the case, I invite you to complete a short readiness assessment at propertypreservationmastery.com forward slash podcast and follow the prompts to the monthly industry overview registration page. You're listening to the Property Preservation Podcast. Subscribe now at propertypreservationpodcast.com. Welcome back. In the past, it took me about 12 months to get really confident in creating solid bids for trash outs. I did not have any prior construction background. My background was actually an internal audit in public accounting. I had no prior experience in the field. I often underestimated the amount of debris inside of a property, especially the properties where the debris was scattered throughout the entire place. So in different rooms, inside, outside, the garage, the shed, the basement, et cetera. I often neglected to include disposal fees in the bids that I submitted for trash outs. I had to learn the difference between regular debris removal and hazardous debris removal, because again, the pricing is very different between the two. I lost out on quite a bit of money in the beginning because I didn't recognize that you could charge more money for hazardous debris. I didn't know that I could account for that separately and again, generate a higher invoice. It took me quite a while to figure out that not every trash out was going to result in an approval. It also took a while to understand that each company has a different bid approval process or trash outs. I struggled with calculating the profit percentages and determining how I would make money from doing trash outs because again, my motto and the motto that we teach in our property preservation mastery program is to set up the company, obtain the contracts, and then outsource the work to subcontractors in the field. Initially, I tried to rely on contractors, which turned out to be a huge mistake. I attempted to rely on contractors to estimate the amount of cubic yards of debris inside of the property and then turn around and submit a bid to get that work done. And again, that was not the ideal way to go. I also did not know about these amazing software apps that are available now to help calculate the true cost 
of debris removal. In the beginning, it was me, myself, and I, and my computer, and what I could find out using Google. I do want to make this point, though. As the owner of the property preservation company, you have to be responsible for bidding, given that a large percentage of your revenue is going to come from debris removal. Now, let's talk about how it's going in the field now. So as it stands today, I complete 100% of all debris removal bids assigned to my company. I only utilize contractors to take the required photos, which sometimes numbers into 200 to 300 photos. And every now and then I'll ask them to take very short video clips to get a full context of what's actually included inside of the property. Fortunately, our property preservation mastery students have experienced a much shorter learning curve in this regard than I did. The course includes a very detailed list of the necessary photos and steps to calculate debris removal bids. I now utilize a very specific software to prepare trash out bids versus just guessing and preparing my bid on a Word document or a Google Doc. The end goal is to simply get the bid completed efficiently, correctly, and with pricing that allows you to generate your desired profit. Now, keep in mind, some trash out bids are simply not ever going to be approved for a variety of reasons. And this fact often trips up, you know, many of our newer students until they learn that this is part of the process. Sometimes there's no explanation provided as to why a bid is not approved for a particular trash out. Sometimes a property is sold while waiting for an approval. So keep in mind that we're obviously working on properties that are generally vacant, that have gone through the foreclosure process and are waiting to be conveyed either to another institution or to a third-party buyer. So again, some properties are just simply sold during that process where the new owner doesn't mind that the property has 200 extra cubic yards of debris inside and outside. They take the property as is. Students enrolled in our Property Preservation Mastery Program have access to a video walkthrough where I complete a bid on the screen utilizing bidding software and not just a basic Word document. It's proven to be extremely helpful in solidifying the process for many students. This is the Property Preservation Podcast. A show for entrepreneurs focused on building a recession-proof six-figure business. In the little-known real estate niche of property preservation. We'll be right back. In 2020, we launched our highly rated ebook, Baby Steps to Financial Freedom. It's a simple guide to help our subscriber community create some consistent extra monthly cash. We expected a handful of sales, maybe a few thank you emails here and there from folks who'd been able to pay an extra bill or two as a result of the side hustles that we shared. With almost no promotion, that little $21 ebook generated over $30,000 in sales in less than a year. And the feedback we've received has been incredible. People actually used the 30 plus legitimate side hustles included to generate four figures plus an extra monthly income. In 2021, we decided to turn that ebook into an interactive private membership community, including one deep dive training on a different side hustle directly from the ebook every single month. Learn more at sidehustleheavy.com. Again, that's sidehustleheavy.com. 
You're listening to the Property Preservation Podcast. Subscribe now at propertypreservationpodcast.com. Welcome back. Given the current inventory of properties and the expected increase in delinquencies going into 2021, you should expect to see a tremendous increase in the request for bid approvals. Also, more importantly, you should expect faster turnaround times for approval of these types of bids. Join us next episode as we discuss the process of documenting drive-by inspections for your operating guide. Don't forget to subscribe at propertypreservationpodcast.com. From Real Estate Profit Lab, this was the Property Preservation Podcast, a show for entrepreneurs focused on building a recession-proof, six-figure business and the little-known real estate niche of property preservation. Join us next episode as we share tried and true best practices that work and planning for critical areas that sink preservation vendors and their businesses.